Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we get you pumped for an upcoming show at the Union this Friday. Leading things off, here's Driftmouth with Wake You Up off their latest album, Little Patch of Sky.
That was Driftmouth with Wake You Up. Driftmouth is a fascinating story of how they were founded and are preparing to celebrate five years of live performances this month. For more about the band, Lou Poster joined me to talk tunes. Check it out. Got a great guest on the line with me today from Driftmouth. I got Lou Poster here. Lou, thank you so much for joining me today. How's it going, man? It's, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. So for those who aren't familiar with the band, tell us a little bit about yourself, the band, and what you guys do. Uh, well, we're uh, we're currently a five-piece uh, kind of rock band with a bit of a country influence. Uh, I originally come from West Virginia, uh, right across the, uh, the river there from where y'all are at. And uh, it's basically, it started off as a tribute to my father, who had uh, been a coal miner. That's what it was called, Driftmouth. I kind of made him a, a retirement gift out of some old coal mining songs that I had written and, and traveling around. And uh, we kind of got our sound through there, and we've just been playing ever since. I was in a bit of a punk band before this, so it was a little bit louder. And uh, I guess what we're dealing with right now is just an amalgamation of those two sounds, sort of the, the rock and roll sound meeting that old country and bluegrass kind of influence. Very cool. So why why music? Why create? Was it an album that you guys were creating for, you, for your father? What was it about it about music that you wanted to, to celebrate your father's long career as a minor? Well, it was uh, what I was doing at the time, honestly. I was in a band called Grafton, and uh, as a result of that, I, I didn't have a whole lot of money. Uh, I don't know if you know a lot about the, the low tier of the music industry, but it's difficult to make a living there. And uh, I spent, spent about 15 years on that level. And uh, when, when it came time for him to retire, I honestly didn't have a, a whole lot of money to get him a gift with. So I thought that I would use the, the talents that I had been able to like, kind of meagerly uh, scrabble together to try to make something for him as a, as a, as a more of a heartfelt thing uh, than something I could purchase. But uh, so it just kind of went that way. You know, I, I made an EP and I kind of gave it to him and put it away and didn't think about it. Uh, one day I, I happened to hear it and I thought it was pretty decent music and uh, I got together with some of my buddies that helped me make it and we just started to rehearse and, and kind of made the band out of it from there. Well, and you know, you were down uh, down on your luck there for music for a bit, but it looks like you guys have found a, a good amount of success here with Driftmouth. Uh, you guys have been able to tour. I've uh, been performing for, what is it, over eight years now. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, that rise and, and when you kind of realized that the band was starting to come together and, and you guys were ready to start taking on tours and live shows. Um, really, the, the, the impetus for me is that I get bored really easily. And I, like to, I like to travel a lot, and that's one of the things that's always kind of drawn me to the music industry and to, and to being in a band. Um, I'm actually in a van right now traveling. So, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to find me in one spot and, uh, taking on tours and doing that kind of stuff has just always come natural. So, uh, when we figured out that there were enough people out there that were kind of digging what we were doing, that we could go and, and make it worthwhile to go visit them and, and play some things for them. Uh, we just, we just started doing it. And I guess we've been at it as a, as a band, as a project, I guess you're right. It's been about eight years and it's been about five years since we played our first official shows. Uh, we're actually going to have a, uh, an anniversary party here at the end of May up in Columbus uh, for that. And ahead of that uh, is when we're going to be stopping down there through Athens on the, I believe it's the 18th at the union to, uh, to come down and visit with some folks that are people that had put me on tour when I first started. You know, uh, I got Scott Winland down that way at Blackout Booking for years and years, and he's the one that, that kind of put us out on the road in the first place. So uh, when I had Grafton and, and, you know, a bunch of those other bands that were on that, that tier. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's and where we had you on the show because we wanted to hype up uh, the upcoming performance. Like you said, the 18th at the Union with Slagpile. So you got some Athens connections, and they said they helped uh, get you on tour. What what can you tell us about that? Well, when I first moved to Ohio from West Virginia, I was you know obviously I, I kind of moved out of where I was from for the the music, and at that time it was that kind of Appalachian inspired uh, what they call cow punk sometimes. Uh, and there were bands that were coming out of Athens that were really uh, uh, great creators of that music. And one of them was a band called Geraldine. And uh, Scott Wynn was the bass player for Geraldine. And he also was the main booker and still is at the Union. And he also had a side business where he was booking bands uh, nationally. So he would take a band and put them out on the road for, you know, two, three, five weeks and, uh, and, and let them go out there and do their thing. And so that's how I got kind of started uh, with with that love of travel and that that place where the music meets the road. Um, and so I've I've known those guys forever, you know, since the mid nineties. It's very very cool and uh, always awesome. Yeah, Scott's I, I know Scott. I've worked with him before. Great great guy, and he does a lot of great work for local musicians here in the area, and especially to get them started. So let's talk a little bit about the yeah, the five year anniversary show uh, going up at the is at the Roomba Cafe up there in Columbus. Five years of performing live—that's got to be a, a good feeling. I know you're you got a bunch of projects, but really awesome to see five years worth of work come together. And I'm sure going to be an awesome show here on the 31st. It is, and thank you. Um, you know, we we've got a really good lineup, and I'm doing a, a kind of a novel thing with that show, where I'm having a, a solo artist kind of open for the for each band out of like so it'll be three sets of acts. So it'll be a solo act, and then a band, and then a breakdown and then a solo act and a band and then another breakdown and then another solo act and us. So uh, we've got some heavy hitters. Todd May um, that plays with me, this is band, um, is, has his own music and he's just a, a great kind of legendary feature around here. He's going to be playing uh, the set with Dripmouth towards the end of the night. I've got uh, Barry Johnson, who's an amazing fingerstyle guitar picker, playing ahead of Jake Dunn and the Blackbirds that are kind of down from that Ohio Valley way. And... Uh, you know, it's just going to be one of those incredible nights. Uh, Zach Whitney, that's an old buddy of mine, runs some of those uh, open mic nights around here in Columbus, is going to be playing with a band called Mobile Home. Uh, and I, I figure you guys are probably pretty familiar with those guys. Uh, Mobile Home plays a lot southeast of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mobile Home and uh, Jake uh, Jake Dunn and the Blackbirds as well. Jake Dunn, uh, they, they joined the show earlier uh, when it was uh, first getting started. A, a great group there. And uh, I was actually trying to, they got another big show coming up too, but um, very, very cool. I mean, it, that's, it, it's just more examples. Every time I do an interview, it just shows how connected all of the music in the state is, especially Athens and Columbus. It definitely seems like they're, they're, they, they're starting to kind of go hand in hand. Once you get set up in, in uh, Athens, it seems Columbus is kind of the, the you know, the, the obvious choice to kind of where to move up to next. Easy drive right up the road and lots of connections to Athens there as well. Absolutely. And, you know, there, there are a lot of great people that have moved from Athens to Columbus. And, and when I first got here, there was a lot of back and forth. You know, Columbus bands would, would move down to Athens and, and and have some of their best work come out of, you know, being down there. Monster Truck 5 comes to mind with that kind of an example. And, you know, there's there's been a longstanding uh, back and forth here between those two towns. And honestly, I was visiting Athens long before I even moved to, to Columbus. Uh, but when I was in West Virginia, I, I would come across and, and visit in Athens a lot more than I ever came to Columbus. So, you know, I've, I've got a long history personally with that town, and I think that these two towns share a lot of commonality in, in the kind of music that they want to play and the, the 
the kind of things that we're all influenced by, the, the way that we're all kind of raised, you know, um, there's a lot of similarities in, in artists in this area, for sure. More from Driftmouth next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. I'm your host, Paul Holden. Another one in the queue from Driftmouth. Here's Starling. She's silent in the lee of the north wind and buries herself in her wings. 
That was Starling by Driftmouth off their album Little Patch of Sky. Let's hear more from our interview with Lou Poster of Driftmouth right now. So we got uh, we got Lou here from Driftmouth, and we're talking about uh, the, the history of the band and all sorts of uh, great music. Is this the music you envisioned yourself playing when you were you know going when you were learning? Is this uh, a new type of genre for you? Is this the the style of music you've always hoped to play, or were you just kind of going compare uh, going with musicians and, and creating the best sound possible? Well, I'll I'll tell you, I'm sitting here having created. A, one album and another in the can that we're getting ready to record here soon. Uh, I am so happy that this is the kind of music that I ended up playing, uh, or at least at this moment uh, and play. You know, it's, it's kind of a continuum uh, for me. But the, when I was a kid, I was raised on country and bluegrass. My mom's father was a huge fan of, you know, country and western, both, both kinds of music. And uh, we would go to f- bluegrass festivals and to country festivals all the time uh, when I was a child. You know, Really, of, of walking and talking age, you know, and and all the way up through until I got into high school. And then I, when I got into high school, and I got into rock and roll, and and subsequently into punk rock. Um, you know, that's where I started to learn how to play. But I always knew those old blues licks and those old country licks that that were kind of hand in hand from the fifties and sixties music, you know. And uh, having those things as a basis, and then coming to the point where. I was able to recognize that in a three-chord punk rock song, if you stripped it, if you slowed it down and took the distortion off, then it's a three-chord country song. And just started to, to kind of make those connections in my head. And, you know, after doing graphing for as long as I did, um, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to shift gears a little bit. And, and doing these songs and playing this music and being able to kind of hybridize uh, stuff that I was raised on early and young with stuff that I went out and found on my own kind of hit all those common points between those two kinds of music. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel really special to be able to play that kind of music, you know, you know, to be able to give somebody, maybe somebody with a country background hears it and thinks that it's maybe it's a little too rock and roll, but maybe it's just rock and roll enough for them. Or people that are into punk rock might hear this stuff and hear some of what they like of the spirit of punk rock and, and some of the things we play um, and be able to kind of step sideways into some of that other kind of music, you know. Yeah, and it's so cool. I feel like it's, in today's world especially, you want to bend the genres. You want to take elements that you like from from stuff and create, you know, it might be, you know, a little bit rock and roll for the country people, but you're still going to have those country elements in there. And, and you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear how many different projects that you have. So when you take on different projects or go and you work with different bands, do you find yourself going to, to play different styles of music? Or have you kind of gotten into some projects that have some similarities that can keep, uh, you know, a common thread going between the, the separate projects? I think the common thread is that I've always been really lucky to work with extremely good musicians, like really great, great people that, that you can just kind of trust to play their style that they're going to play their thing you know um I, i've never wanted to be in the kind of a band where you have to dictate every note to everybody else in the band um you know like you see those documentaries on on the old singer songwriters that were you know they're, they're just on everybody about like you got to play this you got to play this this chord at this time this thing and you know there, there might be some thematic things that get suggested in a room but basically if you can get five people together and kind of turn them loose to create their own thing then, you know, the genre might change or it might bend, as you'd said, uh, but it, what the commonality is is that you've got five minds meditating on the same 
piece of music at the same time while they create it. And that, I think, is, is the most important thing. Like, I, I think that's where the really creative stuff comes. It's not just one person's idea. It's five people's idea of the same song at the same time. Right. Yeah. I mean, a band is a, it's a, it's a band. You got to work with everyone. You got to, you got to blend and do with what you got and, and, you know, collaborate to make sure that you guys are doing the best uh, sound possible. So you guys got one, two, three, four, five, six, you got a six piece band there, Drift Mouth there. And uh, how did you guys come to where you guys uh, all working together on stuff in the past and then came together? Or did you guys kind of pick up some people along the way um, after recording that first uh, tribute or that, that uh, record for your dad? So the, the EP that I recorded with my father was just uh, me and uh, Brad Swinarski, who was the drummer on our first record. Um, and Brad and I had worked together for years, uh, not specifically to a project, but he was in a band that was kind of a brother band of Grafton's. It was called Bob City uh, up here in Columbus. And we knew each other for years, and we, we played well together, and I've always had a, a lot of respect for his abilities. And we made that EP, and then when we came back to the idea, he was the obvious choice to have. Uh, on drums to begin with. Um, the lineup for this band has is, is been kind of ever-evolving as um, the, the idea of going out of town and playing more shows and touring and putting out records has kind of been more introduced into the thing. Um, you know, some people have full-time jobs and they can't do that kind of thing. So, you know, we've been filtering in and out with, with new ideas and new people and, and more flexible schedules and things like that. Uh, to get to the point where we are now, where I've got David Murphy from, that was in Two Cow Garage for a long time uh, over on drums. Um, I've got Jamar Mays on bass. Um, Reagan Tonsi and I have been friends forever, and we found out one day through a karaoke night at the bar that I used to own that our voices sound pretty decent together. So we started singing together. And then Mark Spurgeon comes from uh, Greenhorn, um, and he's been in all kinds of little bands, all kinds of great bands since then, but when I was young, 19, and I first moved to Columbus, Greenhorn was one of those bands that just had like that immediate impact on me. Like, these guys can really write a song, and they can really play, and it's really, you know, it was exactly what I wanted. It was visceral and, and loud. And uh, so I, I, you know, every day I get to wake up and be in a band with Mark Spurgeon, which is really cool. So, you know, I, I've gotten to get into this, like, thing where I've, I've been able to surround myself with several people over the years, that are great players that, that are, you know, kind of dedicated to making this kind of music. And I, I, I think it's really cool uh, that we've been able to keep Colonel uh, going and keep the, the idea of this band uh, pushing forward for five years, even though we have had, you know, significant lineup changes over those five years. And I mean, like you said, life, life happens and, it, you know, there's only so much you can do and you got to be encouraging and supportive of people when they head off to, to, to new things. We got Lou Poster here from Driftmouth. Uh, we got a couple more questions, Lou, before uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, the LP, Little Patch of Sky, came out uh, last, last year. What can you tell us about that and uh, what's in the works for, uh, for now? Well, uh, we're really proud of that LP. Uh, Little Patch of Sky is, um, was recorded in basically two big sessions. Um, the first session was with the original lineup and the second session uh, we had a different guy on slide and rhythm, and we had a different bass player for that that second session. And it was it was really about collecting songs that had been, you know, written and defined over maybe a three year period, um, and, and kind of getting them into the right order and into the right uh, the right mood to make a, a complete album out of. And I think that 
going back and looking at it, it sounds very seamless, even though there are, you know, several different players and, and, and singers on that, that album. Um, I'm really proud of it. I think that it's, that was absolutely the best thing that I had written at the time that we recorded it. And right now I've got a collection of songs that we're just in the demo process of right now, some of which I wrote five or seven and one of maybe 15 years old. Um, and then, and then some that I wrote last week and I'm, I, you know, we got in, we recorded four of those songs. One was a real old one, one was a brand new one. And the other two were maybe, you know, six months to a year old. And I put them down as a demo and it, it all sounds one voice, you know what I mean? And that, gives me hope that the next record is going to be just as cohesive and, and just as important uh, for me as a, as a, a, an artifact that I get to leave behind for, you know, my daughter in the world or whatever. Um, I guess the way that I see music is, is not that it's like an ego thing. It's like, it's the only thing that I have to give, you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's, that's my, that's my thing that I can leave behind. And, uh, this next record coming up, I think, should be fairly representative of, of where I'm at with that um, with that songwriting craft. So I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, it is it is something you can leave behind. It's your legacy, and you know, being music and stuff that you're passionate about that that's important. I totally I totally get that, and especially when you get to leave it and share it with with family. And I'm I'm sure that that sharing it with your kids is a is a whole other layer. To how important you know creating these albums and creating this music is is for you but lou thank you so much for your time here we got lou poster here drift mouth is going to be at the union here coming up uh on the 18th here lou and what's the best way for people to go out and support you in drift mouth um we have a band camp uh that's a pretty decent way for for people to get a hold of our stuff um, we're on a label now uh this is subsidiary of creep records out of uh, philadelphia uh, that label is called Love Frontier, and they're distributed by Sony. So, if you go request that record wherever you only buy your stuff, they can at least order it in for you if they're not already stocking it. Um, Driftmouth.com is a great way to get a hold of us and and figure out what our next uh, steps are. And uh, you know, come out to a show. That's usually the best way. If you come out and buy a record from us, that's the that's absolutely the best way to support us. So. I uh, hope to see everybody at the show on the 18th. Head on out to the Union, support Driftmouth, go check out some great tunes. And Lou, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Up next, a familiar Athens face. Stay tuned. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. I'm Paul Holden, and up next, we got one of the hardest workers in Athens. If you've been to USD or Jackie O's, you've seen the big smile of Tim Buck, and in addition to serving up local favorites, he's very involved with music. Here's his cover of Hank William Jr.'s Jambalaya. Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go. Me oh my oh. Me gotta go. My bones, sweetest one, me oh my oh. Son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bottle. Jambalaya and a goldfish pie, Billy Gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see Mama Shaz and me oh. Pick guitar, fill fruit jar, and me gay Son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bottle. Settle down. 
if you roll. And I'm gonna catch up all the damn fish in the bio. Swap my money by e-phone, what you need, oh. Son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bio. Jambalaya, the crawfish pie, Billy Gumbo. Cause tonight I'm gonna see my shadow. Guitar, feel free, joy, and decay. Oh, 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 son of a gun, gonna have big fun on the bow. To buy door, find ten door, place a buzz in. Kim Folk, come see Yvonne by the dozen. Dress in style and go hog wild, me oh my. Oh, 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 son of a gun, gonna have big fun. That was a cover of Jambalaya by Tim Buck. Tim took some time to talk about his work, upcoming projects, and more. Check it out. Got another great guest with me on the line today. I got Athens' favorite, Tim Buck. You've probably seen him serving up smiles over there at USD or Jackie O's there. Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, Tim, for those who don't know you and aren't too familiar with you, tell us a little bit about, about yourself and about your music. Well, I'm from Athens, Ohio. Um, been here since I was about two years old. Um, I, uh, I've been playing guitar since I was nine off and on play bass all through high school and uh just in the last 10 years or so been working on acoustic and playing bass in a couple projects around town um i play a lot of different things what oh no sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you there tim what uh, what else do you play there what else uh, what else you got going on musically oh you're fine well i i really like the old stuff uh hank williams is pretty much my favorite, uh, Hank Williams Sr., that is, uh, and I, um, <clears throat> but I do just about everything. I like to play rock and roll, country, uh, I can, I actually do a, a Tupac cover here and there, uh, I'll, I, I jump all over the place, really, some ska, stuff like that, reggae, but, um, yeah, I'd say country and rock are my two primary areas of expertise, if you would. <laughs> It seems like the country and rock or country and folk are kind of uh, the popular genres there in uh, Southeast Ohio. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you uh, grew up listening a lot to, to, to that style of music. So growing up in Athens, what have you, how have you seen the, the music scene shift? What have you seen in terms of music in Southeast Ohio? How are things different from uh, when you were a kid versus now? Well, in, when I was in high school, there was it was a lot of metal bands, a lot of metal and punk and, and heavy rock and stuff like that, which I was a part of a few of those bands in, in high school. And it seems to have gotten a lot more um, into, like you had said, kind of the folk and a lot of people are getting a lot more interested in Americana, especially, and stuff like that. And just a lot of singer songwriter stuff has, has come out in the last few years. And uh, the metal scene really isn't there as much, but it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see how it, how it, how it kind of changes over time. Um, I like metal and all that stuff a lot, but I've really, uh, really enjoyed seeing the, the different acts and different perspectives on music coming through Athens with the, the university being here. It really brings a lot of different types of talent through the town. 
Right. And I mean, it's it's such a like you said, it, music is is ingrained kind of in, in the DNA of Athens. And I'm really intrigued, actually, when I because I've heard that story, the, the metal and the punk used to be there and, and it's kind of gone through a shift. Why is that? Do you think that it's just because metal and punk aren't as necessarily popular, quote unquote, in, in today's music scene? Or why do you think it shifted like that? I, you know, I don't I don't really know. I think um, I think a lot. Of, I mean, you know, Skeleton Witch started here and everything and they got huge and, and moved on and started touring everywhere else also. And um, and, you know, they'll come back every now and then and there will be bands that come through that really are pretty heavy. But uh, but I don't I don't know. I think it's just maybe a general shift in in just where people are putting their attention in music. I think uh you know, like like I said before, like Americana is is huge, just across the board anymore. It seems like, at least in the circles that I run in, you know, and it's uh, um, has just gotten a lot bigger. And I mean, <clears throat> you'll have oh, what is it, uh, thrash grass music too? People playing like metal and and banjo stuff. I think there's just kind of a a pull towards the um, kind of the roots of music. At least that's what I've felt. That's why I I kind of got into listening to. Hank Williams and Lefty Frizzell and Ernest Tubb and all those older artists is, I mean, I still want to play like and shout and do some like heavier stuff, but I like looking back to see the influences that, you know, had influenced the people before me and maybe pick up something they missed to expand on or something, you know, I don't know. That just intrigues me. Right, right. So what um, what have you been up to in terms of, of music? I feel like if anyone's familiar with you, they probably think that you're just working all the time because they probably have seen you out working almost all the time. What have you What are you up to with music? I saw that you uh, worked with uh, Silent Da there, who we just had on the show uh, last week as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's a good buddy of mine. Um, uh, him and uh, Dylan and Darren, they're also they're in the group uh, uh, TFU. And I'm actually opening for them um, this uh, Thursday uh, at Casa for the Late Show. And then before that, I'm playing um, a, uh, a two-hour set with um, a singer-songwriter in the area named um, Eldon Kraft. And uh, he's uh, he had asked me to accompany him on bass, and he's got a harmonica player coming in, too, um, Scott. And it's, uh, so I've got two shows that night, basically. And then that Saturday, I'm playing in the band that I play in, Slagpile, um, and we're playing at the Union uh, at 10 o'clock uh, that Saturday. But that's that's basically the projects I've been working on. I mean, for the longest time, it was just me and this person or that person kind of playing music together and, and just doing acoustic. But uh, in the last year, I uh, was invited to, to play with a band, uh, Slagpile, and um, I've been just kind of expanding since then. I picked up this project with um, Eldon Craft, like I said, and that's been a lot of fun. And uh, mostly just working on kind of training my voice and, and expanding my musical range as best I can. Um, but uh, those are the two main projects is with them and then and then myself as the third. So that's, that's about what I've got going on right now uh, when I'm not, like you said, <laughs> serving it up at USD or running food down at Jackie O's, which is a lot of the time also, but. Well, and you know, it's, uh, I, I actually didn't know that you were in Slagpile. Um, you're the, uh, I interviewed, uh, Lou from Driftmouth. So actually we got Driftmouth opening up, uh, or, or going on Groovy Soup alongside you today, Tim. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we'll have a good preview of what to, of what's going to come up on the union there on the 18th. 
So um, tell us yeah. a little bit about Slag Pile. What what can people expect? What what can they uh, they get from a Slag Pile show? Um. Well, it's um it's a little rowdy. Uh, we uh, we have a really good time. Uh, it's um the guys in the band are uh, Benji Bright, Chris Seymour, and uh, Chris Robinstraw, myself. Uh, and it's it kind of um they had invited me on um a while after they'd already been playing together but it's really come together it's it's um it's kind of hillbilly rock i guess is how we how we put it but we'll we'll cover some old uh country songs but we we play them a little bit faster a little bit louder and uh maybe heavier but uh it's uh it's been a really cool process um to just to kind of you know, work with these different songs that, uh, especially our drummer, Chris Robinstraw, he, he really isn't the biggest country fan, which is funny because he, he hasn't heard a lot of the songs before we play them. And it, I think it really adds something to, to it when it all comes together. Cause, uh, you know, just, it comes out completely different and it really, uh, it really sounds, it's a lot of fun. It's, it really ends up sounding pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be a great night at the Union there, May 18th. We're talking to Tim Buck here. Uh, we're talking about his music. So what is the difference between, you know, they're going to come and see you, if they come and see you at Casa versus they come and see you at Slagpile? What are, is it? Is your solo performances more of that acoustic, um, you know, kind of focus on that, whereas Slagpile, it's more of that punk background that you have? Yeah, I would say that pretty much nails it. Yeah, it's um, I'll, I'll be playing like a couple... Uh, well, and when I do my, my solo stuff, I try to genre jump, so to speak, as best I can with an acoustic guitar and my voice. Um, and I'm going to play probably, I'm going to do a couple Hank William covers. I might do a couple Sam Cooke covers and then some other like more modern stuff that I just kind of change into a little bit more folksy kind of thing, but still, still try and get the rock and roll in there as best I can with an acoustic and just my voice. (laughs) But yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a little bit softer at Casa, but uh, but yeah, they'll both be very in- enjoyable. I think I think people will have a good time at either one. More from Tim Buck next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power One Hundred Five. Groovy Soup on Power One Hundred Five. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Our last song of the night is another one from Tim Buck. Here's his cover of OAR's "I Feel Home." I feel whole 
That was a cover of OAR's I Feel Home by Tim Buck. Let's dive back into our interview right now. So how has your background in that rock and roll, what if, what, what do you take to the your acoustic music and, and you know, uh, vice versa as well? What do you take? Is there any things that, uh, that you've learned or, or styles or techniques that you learned from, you know, playing your punk and your rock when you're taking it to your acoustic or, you know, stuff that you've learned while you're playing your acoustic and bringing it back to your, uh, you know, your punk rock uh, stuff? Yeah, I I mean I'd say I borrow from each thing um pretty pretty constantly. I um I I try to you know get as much of the element of the acoustic as I can to to build, you know, suspense in the song and all that stuff and maybe strum a little harder as it goes and I I'm not shy with my vocals. I'll definitely get up there and do some some hooting and hollering so to speak uh even just when it's you know just me on the acoustic and uh you know try and have that rock and roll attitude i guess i guess it's it's more of the attitude than anything really and then uh but but also you know kind of slowing it down and doing the softer acoustic stuff and trying to expand my you know the technicality in my playing and finger picking and such um definitely translates over just to you know your general music knowledge and being able to uh, uh to do what you want to do exactly when you're playing like bass you know say for for a rock and roll band it, it helps it just kind of um, helps you understand more about what you're doing really i guess instead of just winging it 
um, and just having more control over the sound that you wanna you wanna get out there. I've definitely noticed since I've been playing with these two other groups in the last year, like every, even though they're so different, um, you know, the the project with Eldon is gonna be a lot. I mean, there's some upbeat songs, but it's it's slower for sure than Slagpile, and uh, but it, it it's both things have helped me, you know, work things out on in either either practice during the week. You know what I mean? I'll do one thing at at one practice and then the next week oh man that that really i didn't realize i was doing almost the same thing there but i just kind of sped it up a little you know it's 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 really cool uh to to try to do that to play different kinds of music and i i uh i really appreciate the time i've had to do that with these people that's so awesome that you get to not only you know play your music and your style but you get to work on these projects and work with so many musicians to, to do so many different types of things and you know the one thing that uh, I feel like anyone who, who's met you before very calm very personal very friendly how do you keep that how do you kind of stay loose how do you prepare for shows is there a difference in preparing for a slag pile show versus a, an individual show like in terms of your process setting things up beforehand or getting yourself in the zone um yeah I, I would say um well for for one thing when you've got a band with you it's it kind of eases it a little just because, you know, you've got three other guys or however many other people in general up there with you, you know, uh, and you've, and you're going through it together and it's not, you know, just you up there. But when you're, when you're, you know, even if it's just an open mic or something, there's some major nerves that I've had to overcome in order to be able to like put myself in that chair and sit in front of that microphone and do it. Um, which has been something I've, I've, more or less overcome, but I always get the jitters, <laughs> you know, I always get that, that feeling like, oh boy, until it gets going and then you start having fun and you're like, all right, this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it takes a lot of courage to get up there, especially when you're doing it solo, I f you know, to go up there and really be like, put yourself out there. But it's also so important as a musician to get out there and perform your music because, you know, you want people to hear all that, that hard work that you're, that you're putting in there. We got Tim Buck on the line here. We're going to get a couple more questions and then we'll we'll wrap things up here and uh, let Tim get onto his uh, his Friday here. So you got these shows coming up. You're working on this stuff uh, throughout the summer. What what are you expecting? Is it a is it going to be a focus on these side projects or trying to get some solo music released throughout the summer or what are you thinking on terms of that? Well, I think our as far as slag pile goes, our next big. Um thing is we're going to try and get some some stuff recorded so we can you know get that out to people um eldon and i i, I believe we're going to probably keep the project going it kind of just started off as a show that he had that he needed an accompaniment and i was like yeah heck yeah i do it but we've been having so much fun i think that's gonna keep going and and yeah i definitely want to expand sort of my repertoire and write some more songs for my solo act and and for slag pile and all of that um, but, uh, my first line of business is I'm actually getting married. Um, very, yeah. So that's, that's going to take up a big, uh, portion of it. I'm, uh, we're flying out to Washington to get married, coming back for a few days and then we're going out, uh, on a Mediterranean cruise for a couple weeks and then we're coming back and that's when I'm going to be hitting it pretty hard trying to, trying to get some, uh, movement, but got to kind of take some time to relax first. Well, and absolutely, you got to, and, and, and so you got to celebrate. So, uh, congratulations there to you as well, Tim. Um, does your does your fiance play music? Do you guys get to ever play music together? Yeah, actually. Um, well, and and for years, uh, my family we've always played guitar and stuff by the campfire, and I think that was that was one place where I started my uh, you know trying to overcome 
you know, stage fright and everything and uh, just being out there in that environment. And we would have friends and everybody would come out to the farm and, and play music out there, too. But um, but that was kind of the beginning of it. But she she comes out all the time and she'll play a, a 12 string guitar uh, for us. We always call it the 12 speed. And, uh, and so she usually uh, holds that down while I'm doing guitar and leading the melody or whatever with my uncle uh, Gary. But um, yeah, yeah, she's um, yeah, she's she's not as uh, committed to it as I am. She's a uh, teacher at Logan High School, and uh, she's um, really uh, focused on that. So we don't get to play with each other as much as we used to, but we she's we still. You know, whenever there's a good campfire going, we'll bring out the old 12-speed and get her on there. <laughs> awesome, Tim. That is that is great. And, uh, you know, best of luck to the two of you. Again, congratulations. And, uh, Tim, that, that'll do it for, for, for the interview there. What's what's the best way for people to support you or, or, or your projects? Where should they go? Um, we don't really have much set up by way of uh, uh, social media or on YouTube or anything yet. There's a couple of Slag Pile shows on YouTube you can check out. Um, I've got a few things on, on Facebook, but hopefully this summer we'll be having, we'll, uh, be having some recording time and we'll be able to get some, um, get some music out to the people. <laughs> very, very cool. And uh, of course, you're not going to want to miss Tim, uh, opening up there at, uh, at Casa and then don't uh, forget to slag pile with Driftmouth coming up here at the union. Tim, thank you so much for your time. And again, congratulations on the big day. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Driftmouth and Tim Buck for joining the show tonight. Catch Driftmouth and Tim as part of Slagpile this Friday at the Union for an awesome night of tunes. Also, support both groups online and on their social pages. If you or your band is interested in the show, email me at pholden at wxtq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxtq.com. And catch a new slate of artists and bands next Monday at 7, right here on your live, local, real music, variety Station Power 105. I'm Paul Holden, signing off. <laughs>